Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. Busy. Very busy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Good busy, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's, you know, post-COVID, I guess. Are we post-COVID yet? Can you say no. that? No. Are we, what point in the COVID journey do you think we are? We Halfway? are... Are we rounding the corner? <laughs> my anal- Yes, my analogy. Okay, so I always said this year's the upswing. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I've likened this year to the Mighty Ducks where, you know, and any inspirational sports movie. And by April, we were going to tie Goldberg to the net. So <laughs> that's kind of Mighty what du- happened. Mighty Ducks TV series. <laughs> Look, I was saying that I was saying that in January. Okay. It's a great analogy. Um. I said it to my dad. He kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Not the first time he's done that. <laughs> I was about to say, that's normally. Uh... But I. But he also, I don't know if or when he's seen the Mighty Ducks last. So he probably just didn't get it. It's very highbrow, the analogy. You know, there's layers sure. to it. You sure. get it immediately. Sure. It's the point of the inspirational sports film where the team starts to come together because they tie the the fat Jew goalie to the net. What's the other? There's probably one in Little Giants as well. There's probably a moment like that. Maybe when the yeah. when you got the girl carrying the refrigerator, she's helping move, and she's got the refrigerator on her back. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember much about the Little Giants. I'm the Little Giants be, is per- is classic. That's a classic. I know. Oh, I've seen it. I know it. I don't know why. The one thing I remember is the guy doing the uh, like um, mocking him for winning the Heisman. So he does like the Heisman pose. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that scene specifically. Yeah, Ed O'Neill was in this movie. It's like like one of Rick Moranis' last films. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. how he went out on top. It's a banger. It's a yeah. banger. That's not the one with intimidation, is it? That, it yeah, is. that was Little Giants, right? Yeah, <laughs> intimidation. Yeah, yeah. And they put the Alka Seltzer <laughs> in their mouth and they start the yes. drools. There's all these yeah. great, great class. I'm surprised. Yeah, they I remember that too. I'm surprised they haven't brought that back. That they haven't tried to reboot that. Yeah. Like I totally watch a TV series of the Little Giants. I would completely watch that. If like Pee Wee football, like come on, that's give it time. Does did, does Disney own them yet? I'm looking. It's Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers is a mess. Mm. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but they brought that? back Animaniacs, right? <laughs> they're able to do that. Right? They're able to bring back Animaniacs. So. Yeah, they're just going down the list. They're trying to figure it out. Too busy making Wonder Woman movies. People ask: Is Disney a Little Giants? Is Little Giants a good movie? That's what <laughs> that those the top two people ask on Google. Yeah. yeah, funny enough, looking at I mean, I also as much as I talk about them making Wonder Woman movies, uh, if you look at Warner Brothers' highest grossing films, they're all superhero movies. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Except for American so, Sniper. So So when are we at weird? So when are we at um <laughs> uh when are we out of it? We're out of it when they say the pandemic's over. But are they ever going to say that? Because what, what sure. I, I just saw an article today about the New York Yankees. A bunch yeah. of them have tested positive for COVID, but they're all vaccinated. Allegedly. Which, which is possible, right? I think people are finally like, I mean, I would say, I don't want to call people stupid. But the fact that people are like, wait, I took this shot and I could still get this. It's like, yes. Yes, that's how it works. It stops you from dying of it is what it does. But you can still catch COVID-19 even after you're vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a couple things going on. The, you can still get it. They all got the Johnson Johnson shot, which is still a good vaccine because it's at like 60-something percent efficacy. But that is lower. So there's like a one in three chance that you will still get it or that you'll get sick. Now, it's not to say that they are sick from it. So you get it. You can still get it with the vaccine. And you can still pass it, it on. Be, you'll be asymptomatic. Well, hang on a second. You'll be asymptomatic mm-hmm. 
and you will be, um, and theoretically, from what all the research is pointing to, you are less likely to pass it on than you would otherwise. So with these guys, and I'll explain what I've read previous earlier today. Um, I don't have the article in front of me, but from what I understand is like, because you actually have less of the virus in you, or like it's less prevalent in your system, that means you're, there's less of the virus particles just to, to rationalize this a little bit, um, that you're putting out into the, into the air. So therefore you become less of a transmitter of the disease. But now yeah. you don't know with the Yankees, it's very possible that they all got it from a, the same source. Like they could have got it from somebody else who they all encounter. You know how they go to these parties. They might've been on a plane together. Somebody might've been spread some around there. That the they don't have a bubble had, like the others do. That the Yankees had a good luck, a good luck golden thong. That when you were in a hitting slump, you would wear this. I don't like that. This I don't and, like. Uh, yeah. So, the, so you know, look, baseball is kind of one of those sports that's a little gross. Highly superstitious. You know, chewing tobacco, spitting on the field. It's a slow sport. You can kind of be fat yeah. and play it. It's like one of the only sports in the world where you can have a visible gut and be great. <laughs> that bowling. Even so. The, yeah. I mean, that's kind I, of I it. don't golf, really consider. Right? Golf is maybe one I, yeah, of them. John golf. Daly had a, had a sizable gut. I don't consider those sports, but that's just me. But baseball, you would consider a sport, right? Yeah, it's borderline. It's borderline. Like, really, is, is it really? I, there are some instances where it requires some athletic prowess. I suppose it does. All right, fine. Baseball's a sport. Yeah, you got to be strong to like throw that. Hit yeah, that thing. And it's got different different fine. skills. Fine, sets, I'll right? give it that. Yeah, different yeah. skills. Yeah, sets. but fine. but look, but, I, is, I, but at yeah. the same time, a lot of standing around. It is. Which gives you a lot of time to catch COVID. Around. You're not moving, right? Yeah. <laughs> Particles yeah, can catch you. Just <laughs> huddled up with a bunch of people. They're, look, I mean, they're traveling from place to place. So anything could happen. That doesn't mean you could have, it doesn't, it doesn't in any way disprove the efficacy of the vaccines. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily confirm that you can more easily transmit the vaccine or just as easily transmit the vaccine you- with the, I, the uh, the virus with the vaccine. So, do you think that at some point everyone will get this disease? You now, know, again, whether or not it, the, again, all the things we just talked about are still in play, which means yeah. doesn't mean you're going to die of this. But yeah. do you think at some point everyone will have some traces of COVID, COVID, and COVID nineteen <laughs> of COVID nineteen in their system? Is this going to change human evolution? Are you going to be able to look back of when humans from five years ago or humans from two years ago didn't have this, but every human after this has some trace of this virus in them? Have we changed the course of human history forever? It's possible. Um, my So one of the developers I work with, he was telling me that everybody's going to have it within the next five years. Like it's it's kind of inevitable. Is that true? I don't know. Probably not. Because even even if you look at everybody that has it in the States – at least recorded because that's there's an undercount because there's certainly people who fall through the cracks. It's still in the the amount of people that have it is still, I think, less than 10%, like the amount of cases. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like hang on, let's see. Total, let me let me stop talking out my ass here. Total cases of COVID in US. And US is awful, like with their numbers, right? So the total cases in the US, yeah. So I was about right. 32 million cases in total. Right. So that's about 1% of the population. And those are reported cases, it. though. We have to be careful with that. Because I know. I, and I, I, I know. I said there's that. There's a lot of people who are out there worldwide 
who have had this thing and just haven't told anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So at that point, yeah, there is. Yeah, one percent of the people have had it. Let's say let's say it's more. Let's say it's double two percent. Two percent of the people have had it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking at here. Right. So if you're at the point where you're effectively stamping it out and by people getting vaccinated, um, you know, you would hope most people getting vaccinated and. Well, one, you might not know it because if you get it, because you'd just be asymptomatic and it's just a thing, you would never go to the doctor unless you actually needed to. Um, we're at a point where you're changing you're changing the mindsets where if you're sick, you might start wearing a mask. Like I now think what you have changed the course of in the States is people will start wearing masks. Yeah, I mean, worldwide, <laughs> you'll see more people wear masks just as a regular thing. And that's fine. Um but as a result of those habits, I don't think everybody's going to get it. You might have a you might have a situation where a sizable portion of the of the population, like twenty five percent maybe, will get it in five years. I don't think it's going to be everybody. I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. That sounds that sounds crazy. All right. Considering where, if you think about it, where it's at at its worst, it was able to get to 05 percent, and at this point, you're on a downward curve. You, you know that 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 line is leveling out so i don't see it i like how when i say that i'm making gestures with my hands you can't see it but you know you, you understand it the, the line is leveling out to the point where you're not you're not accelerating towards 100 percent. you're barely scraping two so that that's where i'm at now if you look at a place like india that's where things get weird because that's where you're that is basically um where things can evolve and mutate and you could have these different variants. That's where stuff gets a little spooky. Um, if that gets out of hand and gets out and it's more contagious and the vaccines are still effective, well then you could have people who still go about their lives carrying it. People are vaccinated. So they do their thing, but they are in turn spreading something that, can't necessarily be seen. Yeah, then you could be hitting those higher numbers. But even then, like how many total cases in India? Let's see. This is going to be an ugly number. 24 million. Okay, so even when they're worse right now, and the curve is now starting to bend a little bit, not that it's good. It's still really bad when you have over 300,000 cases a day. But they have 24 million total cases right now. Again, probably more. But in order to hit... Well, wait a minute. Hang on a second. They have a billion people. So 10 million would be 1%. So they're at 2.4%. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, that's, and that's a, at a downward turn. So yeah. will they ever, will they hit 10% of their population? I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. But again, like it's also just the vast disparity of wealth differences where it, that mm-hmm. exists everywhere in places like India. It's, it's astronomical between the haves and the have nots. Yeah. So the fact that they that there's a large percentage of that population that won't even get a chance to get vaccinated is yeah. is the an other, interesting proposition versus where you have in the Western world people who just won't get vaccinated because of ridiculous reasons and there's millions of them apparently. Yeah, the other big outbreak was Brazil. So they had a total of 840. So they have a total total cases 15.4 million, and Brazil population. Any guesses? Brazil's population? Yeah. It's less than, I would say Brazil's probably six in population, fifth or six. Because um, China, India, United States, um, I'm assuming that. Brazil's big. 
It's a big place. Yeah, I would say that their population is 200 and because the U.S. is 350, 365 million. I'm going to say they're 280 million. Oh, 211. Okay. I thought you were, were going to nail it as of as of uh, 2019. So yeah, they're, it, they it's have 15 gigs. So think, they're, yeah. So they're they're at like uh, what's that? 15 divided by 200. So 20 percent would be 20 million would be 10 percent. Yeah. So they're not. They're not at 10%, but they're also pretty high, their population. But if you look at their COVID cases, they are, I mean, consistently really high. Like Brazil, they just, it's nuts. But they also have a complete loon. It's like yes. they got Trump on steroids. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not that, and Trump was on steroids. He was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They gave him, they gave him a steroid when he got the, of course, when he got sick. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, anyway, it's just interesting because I think we are rounding the turn as the U.S. talks about you don't have to wear a mask anymore and all those types of things, which are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's basically, I mean, I think we're reaching the point where it's basically going to be like, well, if you're not vaccinated, then that's that's your fault. Um, so we're going to start loosening restrictions. And so that's if you guys, if that's what you guys want, then so be it. Um, if you don't want to get vaccinated, then too bad. You can always get vaccinated. It's always here for you. But we can't, you know, I think we're hitting that percentage rate, at least in the U.S., where they're saying, yeah, if you're vaccinated, you're pretty good. Like you might, you 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 know, you can still catch it, and these things can still happen. But you don't have to have these major restrictions because now these dummies are just going to start lying to you and telling you that they're vaccinated when they're not. But if you're vaccinated, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're not going to die. So I saw a great post that was like these people, <laughs> these people are paying for fake vaccination cards when you could literally get one for free. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just <laughs> you get the shot. You get you get a card. Bam, done. They're setting up. It's kind of cool in New York. They're setting up these uh, vaccination sites for Johnson Johnson, where you could just go and get a shot. It's on one the subway, shot, right? Know? Subways, yeah. I think Grand Central. They're setting it up. It's only um, one shot, right? You don't have to come back. You yeah, get one, and then you're on your way. Yeah, they're setting places up for tourists as well. So you you know come over to New York, get the J and J shot. Bam, get one shot. Would you done. take a shot in the subway? I don't know. It's questionable. I mean, I guess if I had to, if I knew, like if the who's giving me the shot, <laughs> that's the question. Who are these people? A rat. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'd trust. I'd trust a subway rat. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think they're pretty trustworthy. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, I'm I'm at the I've crossed the two week mark. So I am uh, at complete efficacy of the vaccine. The uh, the Excelsior pass is a bunch of bullshit because it doesn't work for some of these uh systems i guess it's great if you got your shot so there's this thing in new york lay back up there's a thing in new york called the excelsior pass which is being used at places like madison square garden and other venues where you can basically confirm your vaccination and then through and then on an app you'll get a qr code so you could just walk in they scan your qr code and they know bam you've been verified you've been vaccinated you're good to go right right um, the state set up a bunch of these mass vaccination centers. And if you got them there, then basically works out fine. But if you're someone like me, who got it at a pharmacy like CVS, they can't find the record. So I can't get the pass. Oh, wow. Which means I'll basically just have to hold on to this card unless they find a way to get the shit together. So that's cool. But I think that this is all temporary. My guess, fingers crossed, if we're going by the Mighty Ducks analogy, you know, 
we we really start taking it to the Hawks and making them sweat by uh, <laughs> I'd say by you know by the by the uh, by the sixty six percent mark. So that that's when you start really going on a tear, and then they'll be like a little scared, be like, oh no, did you hear about this thing? And they're like, no, nah, don't worry, we got we got uh we got it in the bag, and then and then you win, and then that lawyer from uh, um from my cousin Vinny, he just uh, he's he's all defeated. And then the Hawks become the worst team in the league in the Mighty Ducks game changer. So all that happens. So that timeline, when does that happen? I don't think we get out of the pandemic. I don't think it's officially declared not a pandemic until pff, next year at the earliest. At the, if mean, I'm being perfectly earliest. honest, I would because, say not until Christmas of 2022 when we've already forgot that this ever happened. And then someone yeah. just like, hey, so the pandemic and you're like, what? Gonna, really? It's yeah. finally over. It's going to be one of those things where we're going to daily life is going to move on by basically Christmas exactly. this year. And then by yeah. 2022, they'll say, hey, the pandemic is over and, you know, whatever the advancements in science, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think I think by the fall of this year, everything will pretty much feel like it's open. And then they'll be in like, the US. oh, my God, you hear in the US. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think a lot of places in Europe as well. They your EU has already said they'll open up travel. Um, by the for vaccinated people by the end of uh, by the end of the summer. Yeah, the difference so is though is that there's so many people from India and China that travel throughout yes. Europe and these other places that that's why I think it's going to take a little longer. They've the US, restricted. They've yeah, restricted the US travel is from there. Yeah, fairly isolated in a weird way. Right, yeah. you're isolated, but I mean, you've got two oceans to cross versus other places you don't really. Right, like you can kind of travel through. You can travel basically from France to to the China Sea with, uh, you know, over land. So, yeah, the U.S. is fairly isolated in that way where I think, yeah, Europe might take a little bit longer just because there's lots of people traveling from Africa, people traveling from from Asia that might just make it a little harder to say, hey, you're all good. Come in. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. But yeah, I think I think this thing's going to fester in Levon. It'll be in some territories that I, I fear like it'll probably spread in some of these poorer countries in Africa and South America, and it'll linger there. Well, well, we're seeing it in the islands here as well. I think Fiji is now locked down, and that's a place oh. that didn't have any had, didn't have any problems for a very long time. So I just I just think that's kind of right. Smaller islands, and all of a sudden, smaller islands that are fine, they start getting people who are there on holiday and vacation, and they they might be vaccinated, but they still might be carrying. COVID with them, right? That's what you got to get over where you're no longer worried if whether or not someone actually is a carrier of the virus that it's going to spread throughout your community and start taking people out. That's where you got to get to. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, I should follow up on my, uh, so I mentioned the, uh, so let's get away from this. Let's talk uh, some more fun stuff here. Follow up on the pancakes from last week. I think I talked about the, uh, my s'mores pancakes plan went very well. I don't know if I sent you the picture. Did I send you the picture? No. Did you see the picture? Did you see it on Instagram? All right. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to see it now, aren't I? <laughs> let me. I'll send you the picture, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I nailed it. I nailed it. Got a lot. Of, got a lot of positive comments on the uh, on the internet's there. And so this thing was glorious. You starting to feel pretty confident about your pancake game. I mean, look at this. I sent you this picture here. You look at that uh, and you tell me. I mean, I'll, I'll, that topping is yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. You, yeah, that's right. That's that's the butane torch. Now, I said butane, I think, last time. And then Greg sent me a message that said butane. <laughs> 
and look, yeah, it looks man, pretty good. Wow. Other than the fact that you've got some, you got some grandma plates. They are my grandma's plates. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, it wasn't 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 being flippant about it. They, they just look like I, they're uh, I any did. plates with grapes and flowers versus like the the new the stylish square plate that you'd yeah. see at uh you know on on an Instagram page. I really, I honestly contemplated buying some like black ceramic plates for this. Yeah. But I get into it, man. You can next thing you know, you could be having a you could be having a stream where you're making uh pancakes. Next thing you know, you're uh you're on the internet making uh making you're you're known as the pancake guy, and that's it. Then I gotta then I gotta make them wearing a shirt. Well, I guess I wore a shirt when I was there at the house. No, you can make them without wearing a shirt. It's the internet, baby. You can do what you want. <laughs> but I feel uncomfortable about my body. Image. There's a market anyway. Hey, just do it on OnlyFans. Make people pay for it. Oh yeah, and then so I'll put my pancakes, feet in the camera sure as well. I'll be like, "Look at these! Look at these feet!" <laughs> did, did you know? Now I, I don't want to get off subject too much. Did you know that? No, fine, a, do it. Did you know there's a website called WikiFeet? Yes. How am yes, I, I one do. of the only people in the world who didn't know that this existed? Alice looked at me like, "Really? You didn't know this?" And I was like, yeah. "Wait, what? What? There's like actually Have I, a, no wait. Yeah. Let me clarify. Do I know it exists? Yes. Have I ever been to the site? No. No, I have not." I hadn't been to it either until I was I was listening to a to a podcast and then someone was talking about WikiFeet and then this is That's exactly how co- I know about a it. A collaborative celebrity feet website. And so they just mm. they find Instagram pictures or pictures on TV of people's feet, women's feet. I think there is a WikiFeet for men. And oh, yeah, people yeah. That, get on that's here how I know about it is because yeah. one of the podcasts I listen to, one of the hosts, one of the uh one of the guys on it, he's highly ranked. His feet are highly ranked on WikiFeet. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd, so I, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, <laughs> people like feet, man. Tarantino, he's into that kind of thing. Uh, Rex Ryan, former New York Jets football coach, it was a big scandal. Him and his wife were taking feet pictures. It's very odd. Oh wait, what? You, you don't remember? What do you this? mean? Like where were they taking feet pictures? Like on the beach? I don't. I don't remember. Rex, if you type in Rex Ryan feet, it pops up. Yeah, there's a foot video of his wife has her foot out the car, and he responded on his foot fetish. He said it's personal um yeah. <laughs> so, yeah personally you know what he's right he's right it is personal and we should respect that privacy yeah other follow-up from last week uh we're both still alive the the falling chinese rocket did not hit either of us which is great it uh it landed in the indian ocean landed pretty close to me though apparently like closer than than not. i told you <laughs> Told you it was going to be clear. I told you it was going to be right near the south island i, I actually said it was going to be right between it's going to be a close shave between you and uh, you and Australia or something yeah. like that. So, hey, look, everybody saved, hit the water. China's like nailed it, and everybody was like, "Bruh." Well, <laughs> well, China was mad because they were like, "It was a never issue." The U.S. made this an issue. They made everyone worried when they shouldn't have been. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> you definitely did not. Anyway, um, but enough about the old news. Let's get into some new news. What do you say? Sure. Shall we? All right. I got two stories. One's a little long, but I think it's fun. They're both about animals, so your choice. Do you want to talk about a a fish, or do you want to talk about a tiger? (laughs) Let's talk. (laughs) Which one do you want to do first? I want to talk about the fish first, then the tiger. Okay, cool. And and just to be clear, and and also I have a, I have a great, great article for reddish bluish blackish jewish i think i think you're gonna enjoy it cool i was like maybe we talk about the the stuff going on in israel and then i was like maybe we don't so (laughs) we're not (laughs) 
All right, let's talk about this fish. Uh, I'm going to send you the article right after I read the headline. Okay. A monstrous looking fish normally found thousands of feet deep in the ocean washed up on a California beach. Uh, Reading from CNN Travel, which is weird. Fine. All right. This, I think you're going to, I think you're going to like this picture of the fish. All right. Let's take a look. An unusual fish with teeth as sharp as glass and a body shaped like a football washed Whoa. ashore on a California beach last week. You know what's yeah. real funny? Uh-huh. You know where I know, you know this fish You know from? that fish. You yeah. know that fish. Where you know have where, you seen though? that fish before? Do you where? know where from? Guess. Where? Can you guess? Uh, Bioshock. No, it is a game, though. Uh Oh, man. Uh Oh, is it uh, Psychonauts? No, it's in Animal Crossing. <laughs> This is an Animal Crossing fish. Ew. Really? I didn't think they'd <laughs> yeah, have... You can catch this fish I didn't think they'd have crossing. monsters in yeah. Animal This thing has like a claw protruding from his head. Yeah. This thing is a monster. Yeah. This thing is a monster. It deserves to stay as deep as possible. Yeah. I'm going to send the, you a picture of it from animalcrossing.fandom.com. This is the problem with Animal Crossing. It teaches, it teaches kids that... And you know, adults, I suppose that nothing, uh, that everything's going to be fine in the ocean. Yeah. So this, this, this fish is in multiple versions of animal crossing. Yeah. This is a lie. This is a lie. Is it? If you scroll down, it's, it's more accurate in new leaf animal crossing. That looks more like the picture you just sent me. Oh, okay. Yeah. This thing is also in, um, yeah, it, it also kind of looks like the thing in, um, psychonauts where you, uh, you, you go inside a fish's mind and it's pretty yeah. great. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's a great game. Anyway. Um, so here we go. The black colored key creature with its gaping mouth laid on the sand of, on the shore of crystal cove state parks, Marine protected area in Laguna beach last Friday, the park shared images of the fish on social media and identified it as being most likely the Pacific football fish. It's a terrible name for this thing. Cause it looks nothing like a football. No, look a terrifying football. Try to kick this. <laughs> I'd kick it right back into the ocean. <laughs> Quote, to see an actual, come at me, Peta. Quote, to see an actual angler fish intact is very rare and it is known and it is unknown how or why the fish ended up on the shore. End quote, reads the Facebook post. The Pacific football fish is one of more than 200 species of angler fish worldwide, according to California state parks, and is normally found in the dark depths of the ocean. The creature's teeth are sharp and pointy like shards of glass and they're, Quote, large mouth is capable of sucking up and swallowing prey the size of their own body. Quote. These things are monsters. Due to the creature's size and, produ- and protruding stalk on the top of his head, California State Park says this, what, this is a female. Of course, it's obvious. Quote, only females possess a long stalk on its head with bioluminescent tips used as a lure to entice prey in the darkness of waters as deep down as 3,000 feet, end quote, according to the Crystal Cove State Park Post. They added that females can grow to lengths of 24 inches while males only grow to be about an inch long. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Let me, I'm going to read that sentence again. Yeah, read that again. Because this is the sentence. They added that females can grow to lengths of 24 inches while males only grow to be about an inch long. <laughs> I'm assuming that they meant a foot long. 
No, the sole purpose of the male fish is to help a female reproduce, reads the post. Quote, males latch onto the female with their teeth and becomes, and become sexual parasites, eventually coalescing with the female until nothing is left of their form but their testes for reproduction, end quote, read the post. So these things are basically swimming balls. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that someone would say, well, that's all the only thing you're really useful for anyways. So they're just more efficient. <laughs> it's more efficient man, use. Take, a f- take offense to that. What you about man rights? Man rights. Man, man rights in this world. <laughs> the body of the fish is being held by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, according to CNN affiliate KFSN. It is expected to be studied for research and educational purposes. Quote, Seeing this strange and fascinating fish is a testament to the diversity of marine life lurking below the water's surface, end quote, reads the Crystal Cove State Park Post, quote, and as scientists continue to learn more about these deep sea creatures, it's important to reflect on how much is still to be learned from our wonderful ocean, end quote. Hmm. I told you the ocean's terrifying. These things live underneath the ocean. Like that's more terrifying than space to me. Yeah. Yeah, this this is a legit monster, and it is on this planet. We yeah. know it's a fact. Like, things in the space, aliens, all assumptions. These, very real, very here, very now. Good news is, you'll be dead before you hit the actual depths that these things live yeah. at. So, don't worry about these things eating you, or being in the throes of passion of the of the inch-long male angler fish latching on and chewing wow. on i mean what a weird process who yes. the hell came up with this shit there's I mean, a god i mean ev- how bored was he i mean evolution <laughs> like or like what what part of evolution completely betrayed these things <laughs> i mean like you said if they were good for one thing they yeah. just decided i mean well, i don't need the rest I of mean, my function just they're, this they're not getting jobs yeah no need <laughs> but like what what purpose what per- like everything isn't the general idea is most things in the wild, except for humans. Humans are a weird thing. That was one of the whole points of the of the speech in The Matrix, right? Where he said, you're a virus, Mr. Anderson. Um, the, you know, most things in an ecosystem have a general purpose. So what is the purpose of the anglerfish in the greater, in the greater scheme of the ocean? Right? I'm Does sure it just exist if somebody else's that food? adds balance to it, right? I mean, I think it's both. I think it's, it, gives balance to overpopulation of some type of things and it cleans up others using muscular skin flap a deep sea anglerfish can either hide or reveal its lighted lure by pulsing its like okay yeah. but it doesn't actually say oh they the lure also attracts a male yeah see that's the purpose I don't know what and i'm sure something i'm sure that big flashlight alerts it to something that likes to eat it too so probably works both ways Okay, here we go. Deep sea anglerfish are not eaten by people, and there is no evidence to suggest that people have any negative effect on their populations. They are likely naturally rare, however, and any changes to the deep sea environment could threaten this interesting species. Yeah. I feel like everything in the ocean just exists as food for something else, and their sole purpose exists to eat things for themselves or to be eaten by other things. I mean, that's that's kind of what it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens here on land as well but to a lesser degree because we've interfered but if we lived in the ocean right if aquaman was real and there are people living underneath the ocean then it would be similar Hmm. well fair enough i buy it yeah weird things there's monsters washing ashore be on the lookout as chris cuomo would say bolo 
By the way, I got a beef with with Chris Cuomo Uh-oh. and Don Lemon. I oh, feel like they're 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 coming out with a podcast now. Okay, called the Handoff, like everybody else. Yeah, but I feel like their podcast is kind of similar to our podcast, right? Well, just think if we would have actually put in some effort into this. We were early to the podcast game in the grand scheme of things, right? Guess, we were early. Yeah. Sure. And if we would have gotten our act together, we could be one of the top podcasts in the world. But now I'm Don just, and Chris are going to steal our shtick. Yeah. I mean, come on. We got we got a case, right? Yeah. But again, effort. <laughs> Yeah, they got a leg up too. They're using all that CNN publicity. Yeah, of course. They basically they basically made a podcast. They literally are calling the podcast the handoff. Yes, because it's literally that five minute. It's yeah, <laughs> handoff. They're going to turn into a spinoff of its own podcast, which is easy I, enough I, to do now, and you can do a podcast for thirty minutes to an hour every week. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's a great idea. It's a great concept. I mean, I watched their handoff before we started recording today, and Don Lemon was in a sweater, and. Chris Cuomo called him Mr. Rogers, and it was great. They had, they had a nice little banter, and uh, Don Lemon was going on about. It. He's like, you know, I see all these, I see all these women here. It's like they're beautiful women, and they get all they get all dressed up, and it's like, oh, you're beautiful, you know. And then I'm thinking, everybody's watching with sweatpants. I'm like, why do we have to be in these suits? Why do we have to do that? It's, like, it's very odd. It's very very interesting handoff. So Don Lemon might be might be in uh, might be just wearing a bunch of sweaters now. He might he might be taking fashion hints from Rick Santorum. God bless yeah. him. I don't advise it, but hey, do your thing. Anyway, I feel like um, I feel like they're stealing our thing, and it's and it's upsetting. Well, that's what we get for not being more uh, more proactive. So, I or maybe we get a crossover going. Maybe like, maybe. hey guys, look, we do this other thing. Maybe you know, we hand off too. That's true. Well, but not really. But in a way, it's kind of how we started, right? Sure, playing hockey, handoffs. Yeah, sure. Cool yeah, me, me making you look good. Yeah, that's how it started. Same thing with Don Lemon, right? Making Chris Cuomo look good. Sure. Although I guess it's the opposite way. I guess Chris hand, Chris Cuomo hands off to Don Lemon. Yeah. And I think their general thing is that, you know, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, let's move <laughs> on to this next. <laughs> that, that, that fizzled out, but let's keep going. Yep, exactly. I don't want to lose momentum here. I think you're going to like this one. Let's talk about this tiger. <laughs> this is what you miss out on by not watching CNN. Again, reading from CNN. I heard this story and I'm like, I got to read it. Now, this is long, but that's why there's only two stories is because this one is a fun one. Here's the headline. Here's what we know about the tiger spotted in a Houston neighborhood. This is updated yesterday, Thursday at 7.51 p.m. Eastern. Wow. Yeah. And I got some more information on this that is definitely not in this article as a result of an interview on uh, on Cuomo's podcast. So, I mean, on his uh, show. Thousands of miles from its native habitat, a Bengal tiger has been spotted in the front yard of a Houston home. But days after a bizarre sighting, authorities and Houstonians aren't sure exactly where the big cat is. Here's what we know about the tiger and what might happen after it's found. Any questions so far? <laughs> I mean, ti- the- I mean, ti- Tiger King has has I oh, think probably done more, me. more worse, more worse than than good as far as trying to pull out that this is a problem. I think most people realized, wait, I can own a tiger, and that that's like a real possibility. And they started looking it up, and that's what this is. But Jesus, hold hold that thought. Okay. Before we get into this, though, I will say that what I heard on this 
on uh, the Cuomo, on Cuomo's show, this guy was saying that owning a tiger is the same level of offense in Texas that it would be to play loud music. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you can own a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's do it. Then. It's like the penalty is the same. Yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. unbelievable. All right. Here we go. Let's get into this. Where was this tiger last seen? It's broken down into these sections. So this is where we'll start. The nine-month-old male tiger was last seen in public Sunday. Resident Jose Antonio Ramos spotted the carnivore in his front lawn. Quote, I had to pinch myself, end quote, he said. Was this real? Excuse me. Shortly shortly later, a man came out of a nearby house, straddled and grabbed the tiger, according to witness cell phone video captured to CNN affiliate KTRK. When police arrived, 26-year-old Victor Hugo Chavez, or oh, sorry, I wanted to say Chavez, that's very wrong. (laughs) Victor Hugo Cuevas put the tiger in a white SUV and drove off, police police commander Ron Borza said. It was was Hugo Cuevas' lawyer, that was the guy who was on Cuomo's podcast earlier, who told the fact about the loud music and owning a tiger. (laughs) Cuevas was actually was actually out on bond, charged with murder in the fatal shooting of a man in 2017. Wow. Cuevas, Cuevas attorney, Michael Elliott, said the tiger is a nine-month-old male named India, but that Cue, but Cuevas is not India's owner. Houston, Houston Wait, police what? said Yeah, I know. Houston police said Cuevas was arrested after fleeing, but the where but the quote whereabouts of the tiger are not yet known. And so wait, so so they arrested him and he didn't have the tiger and he was on bail for murder. <laughs> yeah, the dude basically is on video taking the tiger and driving off, but he doesn't have the tiger. And basically, and yeah, this guy was out on bail. But yeah, exactly. So you the last that time call, this tiger was like, yeah. hey man, can you do me a favor? <laughs> yeah, dude, what's up? Hey, man, I got this tiger. I need you to take it for me. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm in your driveway right now. I got the tiger with me. Okay, I guess. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do we know about the investigation? Cuevas was charged with in- with evading arrest detention with a vehicle, according to Fort Bend County Jail Records. By Wednesday afternoon, he had bonded out and appeared next to his attorney at a press conference. Elliot, that's the attorney, said they were trying to help locate the tiger, but he would not say where his client, who was last seen with India, drove Sunday night with the tiger in the SUV. The state is seeking to revoke Cuevas' bond for the for the unrelated murder charge, and is and a hearing is set for Friday. Houston police have not released many details about the investigation, saying key updates will be made on its Twitter account. It appears the investigation is focused on the Houston area, as several county and state agencies say they are not involved. The Harris County Sheriff's Office, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Texas Park and Wildlife Department all told CNN they are not part of the tiger investigation. Owning a tiger is a violation of Houston law, but it is legal under Texas state law with certain restrictions. Wow. Texas. This is what happens. This is what happens when you got all that space and a lot of sun. And all that freedom. Just like Florida. Yeah, that's true. A lot and of all freedom. that freedom. Wow. A lot of freedom. Yeah. I mean, what do you keep? I'm, I'm not gonna ask what this question. Like you keep a like you keep a tiger in your house. Like, does a tiger just act like a regular cat? Like I the cat that lives with me, 
Like, can you domesticate could, a tiger? I would imagine if this, if the cat, if if our cat was like what five times this current size, this would this would be a mess in here. It'd be a mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you keep a tiger in a house. That's that's like the rule number one. Don't keep a tiger in your house. So where are you supposed to keep him? In your backyard? Yeah. You have you have dog you, do, you have dog houses. You might as well have a tiger house. And I guess if it's nine months old, like how big is a nine month old tiger? I get it; it's still a tiger, but how big I mean, is this, it? The size of like a Saint Bernard? I'll, I'll, I, I don't want to send you this link because it gives away some amazing stuff. But here, I, oh, here's a picture. I got a yeah, picture. Send me a here. picture of this tiger. How big is this? Tiger? Here's a here's a picture of the tiger in the lawn. It's a decent size. It's not small. It's not small. It's like a. It's like a. Medium to large dog size. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that looks Decent like size. Texas. There's a there's a truck out front with a bin in the driveway and what looks like a giant house that's for sale. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot, lot going on. Everything's Beautiful looking in Texas. Tiger, you can't. Oh, absolutely. And you can't. You can't. Obviously, you got to go big in Texas. So you can't just settle with a cat. You got to have a tiger. Yeah. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Wow. Where will the tiger go when it's found? Yes. BARC, Houston's Animal Shelter and Adoption Facility, said animal control officers are assisting Houston police with the investigation. City rules say it's illegal to keep any wild animals that are dangerous to humans in any facility other than an accredited zoo or shelter. Quote, in the event any such animals are found in Houston, animal control officers will impound the animals and transport them to a secure location either BARC, another shelter, or regional wildlife facility to protect the safety of the public as well as the animals. Health, and quote, a city spokesperson, Laura Cottingham, said in a written statement. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service told CNN it's consulting with Houston police and offering expert advice to make sure they don't violate the Endangered Species Act when, the, when detaining the tiger. At least one sanctuary has offered to take India after he's found, Cleveland Armory, Cleveland Amory Black Beauty Ranch in arm of the Humane Society in Murchison, Murchison, Texas, told CNN it would welcome the big cat. Uh, by the way, the other thing that kept coming up on this Cuomo interview with the lawyer, he's like, <laughs> the interview starts off and Cuomo's like, where's the cat? <laughs> the guy's like, I don't know. Could be in a tree. That's where he's like, it's not in a tree. Where's the cat? <laughs> <That's kind of> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like where i don't think the tiger's it's on amazing. the loose i think the tiger's in somebody's house probably the guy that sold him the tiger right i would assume the guy that sold him the tiger probably has this tiger but they don't really know whose tiger it was to begin with but they do it was this dude's tiger and the lawyer is trying to get out of the fact that he Cuevas, the they're just saying yeah true because how else would you handily just pick up this thing yeah oh well, this one the he was just holding it for a friend right is that old excuse i don't even think he said that i think it's just like he saw it and he didn't know what he's like oh sweet look at this free tiger he saw it and put it in the back of his truck, and then he just dumped it out in the side of the road, like it, like a, like an old, like an old TV. Like what? Like no. Like what happened was this guy probably bought a tiger because he thought it was cool. I mean, look, if you're gonna go to prison for murder, bucket list, right? I want to own a tiger. I mean, it yeah. seems reasonable to me. So I could totally see this being a bucket list purchase. Really, tiger? That would be your. Uh, no, that's, that's not that's my. Your... I mean, this guy, right? Like for a murder. Bucket list animal. If you could have right? any any rare, if you could domesticate any rare exotic animal, literally anything, it's easy. doesn't matter the viability at this point. What would it be? It's easy. Red panda. Yeah, that's a good call. 
That is that's it. That yeah, that's, that's it. the answer. That's the one. Yeah. It's the red panda. The red panda is adorable. And it how is. would you not want that thing living around you, jumping on you? Like that seems like good yeah. fun. So right. yeah, red panda, easy, hundred percent, good call, good call. All right. Yeah, this and, dude. And now I'm looking has at pictures the... of red pandas. I'll go back down this rabbit hole. <laughs> it's great. You know what? I need a I need to follow a red panda hashtag on uh, Instagram. They're doing something I'm missing in my life. Yep. All right. What's the mood in Houston? For the most part, Houstonians aren't nervous about the missing tiger. Quote, I wouldn't say it's top of my uh, top of mind for many people. And quote, said Brock Silverstein, owner of Pecan Grill, Pecan Creek Grill in West Houston, not far from the neighborhood where the tiger was spotted. Quote, I engage with customers all the time. It really hasn't been a topic of conversation. End quote. Since no one has seen the tiger roaming in public for at least three days, Silverstein Silverstein said he doesn't think it is a threat to the community now. Quote, that's amazing that nobody's seen it, right? So maybe something happened to it, end quote, he said. Yeah, maybe something did happen to it. <laughs> All right, here's the, last, here's, here's the last section. Why is it a bad idea to have a tiger as a pet? <laughs> quote, tigers... <laughs> because it's a tiger. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiger. Quote, tigers are hardwired to roam hundreds of square miles so there's no cage that's going to be sufficient for them said who who do you think said that i mean is in it this famous? article on cnn commenting about tigers is it a famous person i mean they're famous now <laughs> roy sick feet and roy right one of those guys <laughs> no no think more trashy Joe Exotic. You're close. Uh, Carol Baskins. Said Carol Baskins, yeah. founder of Big Cat Rescue and star of the Netflix series Tiger King. Quote, I'd get one the, of them. Only, <laughs> the only reason that people have tigers as pets is to try to show off to others. And quote, Baskins said those who were near the tiger in a Houston neighborhood were in extreme danger. She praised an off-duty deputy who lived nearby and kept his gun pointed at the tiger but did not shoot. Quote, I was so impressed with the deputy that showed showed up on the scene because he did exactly the right thing and he showed amazing restraint in not shooting that tiger, end quote, Baskin said. Quote, he kept eye contact. He backed away slowly. A tiger, if you look down, if you turn, if that neighbor had run back to his door, that triggers their instinct to kill, end quote. Yikes. So the, this this mystery is unsolved at this point, and I love that. So where do you think Carol Baskin's out? Man, I I guess this dude Hugo Victor Victor Hugo Cuevas. I I think he got him. I think he's got him somewhere. Otherwise, like why else would you go on Chris Cuomo's show saying, "Hey, look, the penalties just as owning a tiger is the same as blasting loud music." Like why would you say that? If you weren't preparing to be charged with owning a tiger. <sighs> yeah. The guy's <laughs> got the tiger. He knows where he is. Oh, of course he knows where it is. Yeah, of course. Because if he paid for it, again, I think he took it back to where he bought it and told the guy, just can you hold on to this for me for now? Um, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta it, it the guy's gotta know where it is. He's it's somewhere known, or he basically freaked out when this happened and he just let it go in the woods. And now the tiger might literally be in a tree hiding. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what to do. It's a child. It's a nine month old child. Yeah. It's a nine month old tiger child. And it's just kind of freaked out 
in the in Texas. I mean, wouldn't you be freaked out if you were a, if you were a nine month old child in Texas? Yeah, sure. Run around, no pants. That's what this tiger's doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the tiger is with the is with the guy that sold it to him because that guy knows he might get in trouble. And so he said, "Man, if you don't take this tiger, I'm gonna tell him where I got it from." And the guy <laughs> took the tiger. That's my opinion because that's probably what I would do, right? If I had this illegal thing that I probably yeah. bought fairly recently, you got and caught. you know it's illegal, and you're on the run, and you say, "Hey, man, you got to take this tiger." And the guy goes, no, no, that's not my problem. I go, it is your problem because if you don't take this tiger back, I'm going to tell him I got it from you. And then they're going to come in here and take all the other tigers too. So take him. And then the guy probably took him. And now this guy's like, yeah, it's not my problem. He'll try to get him back. Look, I think they should have background checks for people trying to buy tigers. <laughs> and I don't think you should be selling tigers to murderers. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're in the tiger selling business, you tend to not have those levels of scruples or morals about, oh, you're a murderer? I'm not selling my tiger to a murderer. <laughs> How does one even get into the tiger selling game? I mean, Joe Exotic, right? Like, you just you, you kind of get one, and then you start getting more, and then they start having kids, and you start getting them off of people who are on the run from jail, right? Or on the run from, you know, from whatever, right? You just start collecting them. And then you get a couple of lions, and then you get a couple of uh, a couple of leopards, and the next thing you know, you're the tiger king. <laughs> <laughs> One thing leads to another. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just a game of escalation. Yep, that's unsettling. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I like that, but I guess yep. I guess these I things happen. Well, aren't there more tigers in the U.S. than in than in India, like where tigers are from? I, I guess because yeah, I think of there's the, more tigers running around random properties in the United States than there are all of tigers in the wild in India. Where are most tigers located in the world? Let's see here. The U.S. Number one. Uh, let's see here. India is number one. Well, they're going to think wild tigers, right? But like just tigers in general. Tiger population. Yeah, I guess. Um yeah, the U.S. is not on this. Yeah, because that's wild population of tigers, right? So all the wild tigers where they belong are in India. Oh, here we go. Somebody asked the question on: uh, Are there more tigers in Texas and Florida than in the world? <laughs> One of the most commonly heard phrases about tigers. Okay, um, it is a soundbite that has been repeated for almost two decades by zoo educators, sanctuary groups, and reporters. While the claim appears at first glance to have some foundation in academic sources. A closer examination indicates that there is very little data to support that conclusion and that what data does exist suggests there are likely to be far less tigers in the U.S. You've been lied to. Wow. I have it's, a, fake it's, news. A fa- it's, a, it's a fallacy. Fake news. I got lied to. Now I'm hurt. This guy, this guy literally wrote one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what's wrong with search engine optimization. Yeah. All right. Let's go to a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish, which takes us over to Russia. Specifically, talk about Vladimir Putin. Uh Uh-oh. Who got vaccinated and scored nine goals in a (laughs) hockey game. I I saw this. (laughs) I saw this. Did you see see the video? Yes, I saw the video. All right, um, I did not watch the video. Yeah. I was going to watch it in real time and see, but I'll, I'll read the article because it's a quick one here. Reading from the Daily News, 
Vladimir Putin, the 68-year-old world-class athlete who dabbles in, was it, what the hell? This is written by the Daily News, as written by Vladimir Putin, I guess. This is weird. Vladimir Putin, the the 68-year-old world-class athlete who dabbles in Russian presidential politics, made a triumphant return to the rink Monday to score multiple hat tricks in an all-star hockey showcase. As part of a vaccination drive that Putin is leading, good for him, I guess, the judo black belt and expert horseman <laughs> played in this like, fan fiction written by Vladimir Putin. <laughs> God damn. Played in his first hockey game since the pandemic began after he was vaccinated about a month ago. Competing against <laughs> Russian hockey stars, business quote businessmen and other politicians, Putin scored between eight and nine goals. Accounts vary, and official source and official score records are unavailable. However, seeing as Putin scored ten goals in an All Star Showcase in 2019, it's impossible to determine whether he lost a step or the vaccine has sapped him of some of his hockey wizardry. The game took place in Sochi in the arena built for the 2014 Winter Olympics with Putin's side prevailing 13 to (laughs) 9. Russia had so far vaccinated about 15% of its population with its own Sputnik V. The country has reported 112,063 deaths and 4,840,948 total infections, according to data collected by Johns Hopkins University. I'm going to start watching this video. Your reactions. Um, my reaction is one, he's not nearly as bad as you think he is. Oh, right? I never assumed he was bad. No, no, no. Russians like can, can play. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a little slow, right? I, I would say he, yeah. he, he, he doesn't he doesn't cross his feet over very well. He he kind of no, he's got he, that wide stance. Yes, he's got he's a got wide, a wide stance, stance, and he does quite a bit of chopping when he's when he's skating. Right, like what yeah. you learn when you learn how to skate is you don't you don't like you don't necessarily want to chop. It's about using your edges, right? It's edges is where the speed are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's not, he's, he's quite a bit of a not great. Yes, he's a bit of a walker. Right, he tends to walk yeah. a bit. It's um, like a penguin. He, he's got he's got a bit of the penguin stride. I'll right? tell you like what though, he he he's got great positioning. True. Right. His positioning is excellent. He knows the game, right? He understands where to be on the ice. His positioning for being a forward is good. But they all kind of stay away from him, right? Like, no one's going near him. Now, what I will also say, though, <laughs> is that if if you're the goalie, <laughs> the goalie here, uh, let's just say the goalie's first mechanism of stopping a puck is just to drop to their knees and fall forward. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's yeah. how they, that's how they, oh, Putin just fell on the on the carpet. Um, I'm watching another video. I think this video is from a while ago. This is from May 2019, where he was doing a victory lap and he sk- and he fell over the he fell over the carpet. There's like a red carpet down on the ice. He didn't see it and he fell over. Um, <laughs> so he fell over this this mat. Um, yeah. So and also, if you've noticed, Putin's the only one on his team with a white helmet. Oh, I did not know that. So no. hey, look for Vlad. Where's Vlad? He's wearing the white helmet. So you look up and there's a white helmet. You're passing the puck, right? So yeah, yeah, they know to um, get out of the way. Now, to be they, fair oh, as yeah. well, this is a there's a bunch of old guys here, right? There's a bunch. This there's, there's they're just older guys skating in general. So there's a good chance that the goalie is playing it up, but the goalie's probably about the same age as Vlad is, to be honest. Like he's I mean, not good and, goals here. Five holes. I mean, the five hole good. goal was not a bad goal. That was one that wasn't bad. But the goal after that, the goalie basically doesn't even put the blocker up. He just flops forward. And then I love the fact that the goalie sells that he's disappointed a little. Like like the old disappointed goalie shuffle back to the net where you kind of turn, you know, you're skating back and you kind of sweep the ice. 
with your stick. I found, I found the video that literally shows like all the goals that are scored. Eight yeah. goals in a row. Yeah. And it's just hilarious because nobody even tries to stop him. Like the guy... <laughs> <laughs> there there is this one this defenseman guy he puts out the most half-hearted like one arm just like kind of raising a stick it's not even on the ice he's just holding it off to the side like he knows his boot he's just kind of like pretending to look like he's making a move he doesn't even touch him it's yeah. so pathetic yes they basically it's all the play is pass to putin and then defensive play is all right let's not touch the guy because we don't want to be murdered by this man yeah. Which yes. is completely reasonable. Yeah, that is a is. very reasonable way to play against Vladimir Putin. I would do the exact same thing. Well, here's the real question, right? Would you risk your life for getting one good hit on Vlad? <laughs> Just one. His head, he skates with his head down. And I watched this video going, you know what? <laughs> As someone who's who's been playing defensive hockey for 30 years of my life more than that now 35 33 years of my life i've been playing hockey and the way that he skates and if you're a defenseman and you see this coming do you not just line this up and go it's worth it it's worth my life to get one good solid square hit on vlad might be (laughs) might be it might yeah i don't mm, you're in your 30s I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, wouldn't do it. I, I mean, what what did he do to you personally? No, I, I just think for the internet, for the clout, especially uh, if you're the, an American and, and you've got a plan, right? If I had a plan that says, look, we're going to go over to Russia or you know what? Maybe. Yeah, okay. We're going to go over to Russia, right? And here's the plan, right? We're going to play defense yeah. okay. and we know Vlad is going to score a bunch of goals, right? He's the guy. As you remember, right? I, where you think were we, he likes we, Vlad? I guess when you're on the ice, you got to call him Vlad. Yeah, because he, he wants to be called Vlad, right? Like, sure. you know he wants to be called Vlad. Because he wants a bit of that, like, you know, it's hockey, right? He wants to feel yeah, like he's right. one of the guys. Dude, this, like, that, that, this is unreal, man. <laughs> you got to watch this video. <laughs> send, send me the video of all the goals. These goals are nuts. You got to go. The, <laughs> these ones where he's just skating through like five dudes and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how the title of this video is Vladimir Putin scores eight goals again. Again, yeah. You got it. You got to jump to. I guess it's like three twenty. Yeah, it's this one at like three twenty four. He's on defense. He puts the point back, and literally people just watch him. <laughs> the goalie just like collapses and does nothing. <laughs> this is incredible. This is what it's like. This is what it's like to be one of the most powerful. Pe- like if you. This is how Trump would play as well. But would like you, if you put want Trump this, against a bunch though? of GOP congressmen? Would you oh, want if I was this? glad? Yeah. No, it's like the scene from A Knight's Tale. You know, when the when the king shows up, he doesn't want everybody forfeiting. He wants to actually duel him. That's why uh, Heath Ledger well, gets his respect and becomes knighted at the end. Well, that I'm watching the respect video, to treat him as an equal. I'm watching this video at three minutes and sixteen seconds, and the goalie literally skates backwards into the corner. Like he just doesn't stop to actually stop in front of the net. He just keeps gliding backwards as Vlad takes his time and shuffles his feet. It's number eight, right? Like he's just he sees Vlad, he sees the white helmet, and then he just rolls. It almost looks like a disconnected video game controller, is what it You're looks talking about like. the lat <laughs> wait, wait, which goal is this? This is this is the video that's at three minutes at three minutes exactly. If you go to three minutes three minutes of the video and they play okay. this, look at number eight. Number eight looks like his controller disconnected. Oh. <laughs> 
right? It just looks like the controller just disconnected, and you're yeah, just <laughs> you're just gonna glide backwards, and then there's he, he's he's even T posed. It's great. Yes, it's so, so good. but again, I'm looking at myself in that position, saying I'm number eight, and I know the guy's gonna pass Vlad <laughs> the puck. Do I not stop and get ready to lower the boom, and then immediately get off of the ice? I gotta go. You're jumping off the ice. You you've got a plan. You're gonna take off the clothes. You're gonna get in the car. You're gonna run. Yeah, yeah, good luck. You won't get out the building. <laughs> There's just no way. You would leave the building. Oh my god. This is amazing though. This is like there's something. Oh, but you know what though? But the goal is the goal at three minutes and fifty seconds. They're standing around, but Vlad's got a little handle on him. I guess, but they don't even they don't even come close. They give him all the room to do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean he's, there's no I mean, defense. That, I mean that move on the goalie, I could totally see him scoring that in a regular game if he was if you sped it up times two. This is another another play. He's on the he's on a two on one at four fifty, and the goalie. Oh my god! That's, it is also I, interesting to see his name spelled out in Russian. It looks very different from Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, it's something entirely. Yeah, exactly. That's a different language. That's how it works. But my God, man, this one was crazy. He comes in on a two-on-one. These guys oh, just yeah. watch him. And the goalie is just like, he makes it look so elaborate <laughs> as he does like this well, that's weird. Hilarious. He finds everyone on the ice to, to, to give the fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then, look, I guess, you know what, though? But the goalie sold that one. He sold that one. Foot kicked out, glove out, falling backwards. Like... But yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Brad, he, he yeah, played he it sold. up. He played up he the theatrics. It. Yeah, I mean, I mean, number eight, number eight needs a medal of honor. Like he just constantly is just like, well, I guess our goalie just sucks. <laughs> now it's not unusual for games like this, if this no. is a kind of exhibition game, to go to this high scoring go- uh, sure, levels. Of I mean, the All Star game in, in the NHL goes this high, right? Like but same thing with know. basketball. Like, uh, but that's the thing, right? When Obama was playing basketball. Like, those games, apparently, I was reading Obama's book, right? And he was like, no, no, we were playing basketball. Like, I was getting fouled. I was getting slapped on. Like, I, when we were playing, I didn't want anyone to take it easy on me because I really wanted the challenge of being able to play. And he was playing with NBA players. He was playing with ex-college guys. And he would play all the time when he was on the campaign trail. And I think that's kind of the difference. Well, Obama's like, no, no, no. Like, actually losing, like, that's part of this thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay if we lose, but it's a team, right? Like, l- let me get a couple of shots, and I'm good. But Vlad, no, no, no. Vlad, Vlad won of the glory. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that is amazing. You know, you know also he never had – he had no minuses in this game. Oh, no, and Vlad's not going to pass the puck either. I mean, like, look, he's all, got a different yeah. color helmet on. Like, that alone is just, like, the dead giveaway of, like, hey, here's this white helmet that lets us know, one, don't, don't hit you, don't touch you, and two, when you get the puck, move out of the way. Yeah, and don't score because he can't have a minus. Otherwise, you might die. I mean, he Otherwise, can have. He, he, he I mean, he's got a plus eight just from the goals, right? Like he's got to be able to. You know, he's just going to blame the defense. <laughs> <laughs> blame the goalie. Yeah, because you, you know Vlad's not back checking. No, but he, at that speed, but he, it'd be over before it would already be coming the other way by the time he got there. Yeah, yeah, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, waste he's time. Offense, blame offensive machine. He's an offensive machine. Sniper, yeah, he's a sniper. Yeah, it's great hands, great shot. He's a great hockey player. Look, I would say that is the slowest Russian hockey I've ever seen. Russians are notoriously like very skilled and quick. I was very yeah. slow. I mean, they're old, bunch yeah. of old dudes, businessmen, businessmen. They were just putting on an act. Yeah, it's an exhibition game. It was basically like filming me playing at Chelsea, except this was <laughs> much slower than that, like by a lot. 
Yeah. By a lot. Anyway, enough of that shit. Let's move on to a little media therapy. Um, first of all, I'll just say, if you need media therapy, watch that video because oh, it's, it's totally worth it. It's wonderful. You don't even need to know much about the sport of hockey, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, all right. Before we get started, let me uh, let me ask you a question. Who's older? George Lopez or Paul Giamatti? Wow, George Lopez. I haven't heard George Lopez's name in a long time. Um, yeah, I heard uh, I heard I heard these uh, one of the podcasts listening, they reviewed Balls of Fury. And I was like, oh, George Lopez, that's a fun one. If George Lopez is younger, then oh Paul. Paul. I think George Lopez is older. I think he's maybe 56, 57. Mm. Um, I think this is an easy one. Yep, you're right. Well, you're wrong about the age, but George Lopez is actually 60. Yeah, okay. No, that, that looks about right. I was trying to be kind to George Lopez, but yeah, he looks like he's 60. You think he you think he looks that old? I thought yeah. he looks great. I think no, he's he always looks great, the same he looks to like me. He's in his sixties. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, there you go. It's a quick one. Easy one. Yeah. What have, uh, what have you been watching? Have you I haven't been playing? watching much of anything. I will tell you what I have been watching. And I don't necessarily know if this is embarrassing or not. Yeah, it's going to be some more reality TV bullshit, isn't it? It kind of is and it kind of isn't. Okay. So first of all, Married at First Sight ended, right? And a kind of. Oh, ended. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so we should have Arlen on again to talk about this because I, I so this kind of got boring. This went on way too long. Um, like the last couple of episodes were filler. And so I'm interested uh-huh. to hear her thoughts on this. So we, we should try to get her on within the next couple of weeks so we can okay. talk about the finale of this season. Sure. The other thing that I started watching, I'm not proud. Do of I have to be on that one? Or no. You guys can just I mean, you can, you can, you can stand around, but yeah, okay. you can do what you did last time. All right. So what I've actually started watching, and I don't want to say started watching because YouTube recommended something to me. Okay. And I went down this rabbit hole, right? <laughs> There's apparently a thing about popping pimples. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Now, when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is gross. No. Yes. I, it I is thought, gross. It's gross. But then I got fascinated. Oh, God. And this woman, Dr. Pimple Popper. Why is this happening? <laughs> this woman. Why, how do we I have no here? shame. Dr. Sandra as a society. Lee, like, as Dr. a society. Doctor Doctor Sandra Lee is is a a gift from heaven because one I wouldn't be able to do this because you look at some of this stuff and it's like oh. yeah it's gross <laughs> you, why are you watching this shit God damn it because YouTube like, recommended it to me and I couldn't stop and so now my YouTube recommended victim to the algorithm and now YouTube is recommended Alice calls me a clickfish <laughs> wow because I take the That's- bait. <laughs> now let me ask you something. Have you ever been called anything worse than a clickfish? I mean, it's kind of true though. Like I see things, I go, "Oh, that's interesting," and then you click it. <laughs> that's why it's bad. Yeah. Oh my god. You must. So yeah. Loved, so um, you must love pop ups. So the last. So the last. Uh, so the last two. Free car. Right on. So the last two nights, I've been I've been watching lots of things being removed from people's bodies, and uh, uh, if like, you've got a like weird- operation, but IRL. If you've got a weird, if you got some weird stuff going on in your body, lumps and and bumps and growths, I highly recommend you check out this doctor because you might see something that you actually have. Um, That's why. Yeah, look, she she she's personable. She doesn't gag. She doesn't make gross faces. She's a professional through and through. She deserves all eight million of her followers. This is apparently a very big thing, right? I'm not alone in this. So while yes, it might seem a little gross. 
It is. Um, yeah, it's just like now on YouTube, right? There's this. Have you seen this? Uh, now that I've been watching ice hockey videos with Vlad, now they're telling me that there's a ice hockey track where people race each other with hockey skates. Hockey players go around this mm-hmm. crazy track and they crash into each other. This is I've seen that. Sport. It looks awesome. It's a sport, right? So, like, yeah, look, I, I mean, I'm a click fish. I, I get, I get on stuff and I want to click it because I want to see it. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I'm not proud of it, uh, but I learned quite a lot about uh, blackheads and. Um, cyst and all sorts of lumps and bumps that i don't have i've been checking myself i'm good but yeah that's what i've been watching oh my god oh my god i could have you could have given me all the guesses and i would have never never thought that's where this would have gone but then again i guess i shouldn't be surprised i mean look i i've you know this is what happens you you start watching reality tv next thing you know and this is a this is a tlc channel show right so like yeah alongside of like my 600 pound life this woman has her own show where she cuts out growths out of people's ears and stuff it's weird (sighs) yeah and now i'm watching this red bull ice hockey track and this thing looks nuts i would never do this i would do it alone I wouldn't do it against other people. Imagine but it looks, it looks like a fun thing to do alone. God, it looks really painful. Like hockey has its own. Oh, I'm watching yeah. the I'm watching the ATS 1000, the Yokohama Japan highlights for the 19 2019 20 2020 Red Bull Ice Cross World Championship. So it's called Ice Cross. And so basically you wear like a ski ma- like um like a snowboarding helmet with a with a face guard or you wear like a full cage and you've got hockey gear and you do like jumps down mm. like a ramp. Um, what do you know about the Jellies Marble League? Oh, I was watching that during the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, then- look, look, man. The al- <laughs> the algorithms got me. <laughs> if you show me something interesting, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it was. I mean, the commentator of that thing is great. Um, I, I like how you said in the uh, when talking about the pimple popper that she doesn't. You know, she doesn't throw up. She doesn't get sick. Like. Yeah, I would hope not. What kind of show would that be? Every time she pops pimples, just but she's really squeamish. <laughs> just everywhere. ew. Like yeah. so, she does it behind a like sheet of cellophane. So that well, she, she talked she about she's up. like. Well, sometimes she's just like, yeah, there's a smell. Um, oh, and- we're st- it's over. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. It's over. We're not. Nope. 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 Nope, 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 nope. Was that the remember how squeamish you are? You're very squeamish. I, you know what the thing is? Like, I just don't want to see it. I mean, I'll hear about it fine, but it's like, it's just awful. What's the biggest pimple you've popped? I, I don't know. (laughs) Not, not that big. Not big enough where I'd have to go to a doctor to do it. Yeah, neither, neither. Also, aren't you not supposed to do that? I don't know. Point. But I mean, she's doing it, but she's doing it with medical precision. She's getting her hands right. in there. I mean, there's people who've got like blackheads that are older than the both of us. There's a woman who's got like a 50 year old blackhead that's huge. I don't even know. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that is. It's a clogged pore. Oh, okay. But sounds, so, sounds bad. It's so clogged and so big that like there's an 80 year old woman who's like, yeah, I've had this in my, since my 30s. And now she's coming to a doctor. And of course, like people are like, oh, yeah, I want to see it. Remove it. And then you see all of it come out. And it's a lot. I think it's like once a year on the on Dumb People Town, they do a uh, at their live show. They'll do a reading of all the things that were stuck or pulled out of people like objects. Yeah. Like I would sooner watch a show about that 
than I would about people popping pimples because at least that is funny. <laughs> like the things that some people put inside, like it's horrifying, but it's also really funny. And and here, and I would love to hear testimonies from them on the other side, which is like, well, why was that up your ass? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, <laughs> that's sometimes, sometimes. I guess the real question uh, is like, well, why not? Yeah, you know, I, I sat on the kitchen counter like I do, and my pants weren't on, and I was like, hey, honey, why did you put that there? And then all of a sudden, it was up there. It was no, stuck. there's just people with fear. Well, there's just people with yeah. fascination of sticking things in the holes. Uh huh. That makes sense, sir. But why was it there for three days? Oh well, you know, <laughs> I thought it would come out eventually, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, this like, is again, the kind like, of stuff. This is this is why medical professionals are some of the grossest people you'll meet in your life because they see all of this stuff. They see uh-huh. it, they hear it, and they're just like, "Yep, life. Humans are gross, and it just is what it is." Right? Well, we're we're a curious bunch. Yeah, we are. Yeah. To a fault. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's All what right. I've been watching. What have you been doing? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, just, uh, yeah. I can't top that. Uh, I've watched the latest episode of The Mighty Ducks this morning. <laughs> <laughs> love that show. Still loving it. This last episode nailed the, uh, I, I messaged you about it, but they, they actually nailed the, like, goalies being super superstitious. They nailed it. Like they nailed that sentiment in this in this episode. There was probably there was more hockey in this episode than any other one before it, and it was good. It was good. It was good. Slow pee wee hockey as you'd expect. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm still very much enjoying it. I think we're going to get some more uh, some more Emilio in the next uh, in the next couple episodes as we get to the finale. But yeah, still very much enjoying the show. Happy I gave it a chance and didn't judge it by its awful trailer. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So there you go. And that's about it on the watching side. Uh, I have uh, I finished near replicant. I saw all five endings. That game is it's a this is how I rationalize it. It's a good game with a great story. And I don't think I would recommend it to anyone (laughs) because while I I it was just wildly depressing. Hmm. Like really, really depressing. The The story is interesting, but it's also when you're running through it and have to see all the endings through the end, which I think is necessary to actually get the most out of the game. It becomes really redundant. It's super repetitive. It's it's like arduous and in a lot of places, such as some of the level design, which is definitely dated because this thing's like a it's a remaster slash remake of an eight year old game. And they didn't do much to streamline some of the more annoying parts of it. Um, And what's interesting is the, the biggest saving grace of this game. Cause I didn't dislike playing it though, but the problem was it got super easy at the end. So it was just kind of boring. And I was just trying to get through to the end and push through skipping all the cutscenes, all that stuff. And then, cause I already saw them all cause you played through it a bunch of times, but the they was originally four endings and the the true ending quote unquote of the last one was probably the most depressing of all the endings so if i played this thing eight years ago i would have been really pissed off like i'm mm. not gonna lie and then the fact that this this new end and but the the payoff was actually in this new ending that they added where i was like oh wow they didn't double down on that they actually gave me something that was a little more hopeful so that was nice. I think the game is well done. The music is excellent for a 
for a remaster of a game that's eight years old, it does a little more than that. The characters look great. There's some things that were in a lot of reviews I was reading about it, about some characters. I'm like, I don't remember that ever being said, but fair enough, whatever. Maybe I just missed it. Um, like, yeah, but I don't want to give any, I don't want to say any spoilers or anything like that, but the, um, I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's necessarily worth it unless you just really want to be sad by, uh, by these stories and mm. do a whole bunch of meandering fetch quests with combat. That's fun, but not the best. I would say play Nero Automata if you're interested in the series and you'll be good to go from mm. there. Okay. Uh, because they're like, yeah, oh my God, the last ending has a connection to near near Automata. And then I played and I was like, I love near Automata. Let's, which was also super depressing, but the combat was also incredibly fun. And and the replays of the game in quotes were not actually replaying the game. They were different perspectives, different characters, all different things. So so when I actually finished the ending, like hoping to get payoff that would also connect the titles, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get this, but at least uh, at least not everybody's dead. That's great. And uh, I feel less sad. So mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, finished that played uh, played a bit more Returnal getting into that on PS5. So this first game I'm playing on PS5, it's the. It's one of, I think, three PlayStation 5 exclusives, one being Astrobot, which comes packed into the console, two being Demon Souls, and three being this one. And uh, I enjoy it. I, I love the uh, I love the feel of the game. The, the gameplay feels amazing. The use of the dual sense is awesome. I find that my hands are hindering my experience with this controller because my hands are small and the controller and the controller is big and uh it's not awful but it's also after playing with the xbox controller for the last like few months i'm just like well this thing is this thing is chalky it's a chunky chunky boy so still the game is great i enjoy it i don't think it's for everybody because it's punishingly difficult um but I really enjoy it, and I'm I'm getting into the getting into the groove now, and starting to make some progress, and and I get it. I'm uh, I'm taking it. So if you got a PS5, check it out. Unless- a little bit of a question for you. I've been reading quite a bit on for the like five minutes a day I have to read anything about the chip mm-hmm. shortage. Right in general, there's a there's a a silicon chip shortage because yeah. of supply chains and covid and all the reasons why there's a shortage of a lot of things right there's gas shortages lumber shortages etc cetera, etc cetera. and this apparently is going to affect the ability for companies to make um processors right and mm-hmm. that will affect yeah. microsoft will affect sony will affect nintendo where systems just they're they're selling out of them because people have more time i'd say now than they ever have other than last year to buy a video game system and you know start maybe picking up a, a hobby that they that they had at one point, but hey, maybe I'll buy the new PS5. I had a PS2 way back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on how this might actually affect the gaming industry? Um, I don't think it's going to have a... It's going to... The demand is just going to outstrip supply for, for a while, for a longer period than normal. But that'll only increased demand. I think you're going to see what happened with the the 360 for example, those were in short supply for about a year. The Wii was in short supply for like 2 years. So you're probably looking but you know there there's some thought that that could have also been to purposely restricting of supply, but I I worked at GameStop at the time and you know there was a shit ton of people coming in asking for Wii. And that shortage of supply 
could be a double-edged sword. On the bad side of things, to your point, there's a lack of inventory for people to buy. But on the positive side, it keeps demand up. So they were they will always sell every unit that they can produce for the you know for the foreseeable future, probably for the next at least the next year, meaning like one year from today, not just through this year. And that'll be the case for all consoles, all consoles, because they're all in a mad dash for parts. And it's not just the chips. It goes down to all parts because they're all trying to get their hands on what they can. And I don't think the, I actually don't think it's the fact that it's happening now in this generation doesn't seem to be as big of a problem as it is for previous generations because of backwards compatible and how the architecture of these consoles are built cross compatible games are more common. So resident evil village, which just came out could be one of the best looking games on the planet Mm. on new gen hardware and still have a previous gen version. So as long as, because most of these companies are going to make their money on the games, right? And the viability of an exclusive on one platform, could it work? Sure. It's a matter of numbers. It'll have legs. It stands out as a novelty because it's available on that standalone platform. But your audience, because you can make a game that'll work across both platforms you're effectively serving an a base on ps4 ps5 total of over 100 million people and that's why i don't think it's really going to be a huge deal on the industry like it's the only thing it's really going to have an impact on is sony and microsoft trying to pump out consoles and nintendo as well because they're saying they're not going to be able to make enough for for the demand as well. But that, yeah. that to me is a good thing. You'd rather have that than the opposite problem. Cause the opposite problem is that you have too much supply and nobody wants the things. Right. Sure. But now you yeah, have this, yeah. So now you have, you know that every console you're going to make, you're going to sell and you have an enormous amount of users that you can, that you can supply content to and that you could, su- that you could supply it to. And for, and the com- cross compatibility and the services that exist for them, you know, that, I can scale something like now to consoles, be it PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One S, X, Series S, Series X. I can scale those games like I would a PC game where I know the best experience that I want people to have is going to be there, but I'm not leaving anybody out in the previous Mm. gen. And that's what Sony's doing. Like this this game, like I said, there's only three exclusives on PS5. There's only one exclusive on Series X. And that's... And that's the medium. And that's, is it worth it? I don't know. I hear mixed things. I don't think it's worth buying a console for, but literally every, uh, there's no other game that I know of off the top of my head, at least that you can only get on a series X or S other than that one game. So, yeah, well, I think it just also shows how big the gaming industry really is. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that this doesn't really hurt you as much as it maybe should. Um, because really the content, like you, like you just explained, the content has grown and it's so different being digital content and not necessarily needing to print discs for every single system and then trying to make that work where you print a disc and if the game doesn't work, it's not like you can't update it like Cyberpunk, right? That game, mm-hmm. I would say the, the press around that game when it came out was some of the worst press I've ever seen for a video game release of just this oh, game yeah. is broken, it it's awful, brutal. it's vaporware, et cetera, et cetera. I'd argue that I mean I maybe the other one is what was it what was the game um the space game the space exploration game um space exploration game what was the name of that game 
No Man's No Man's Sky. Oh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, that yeah. game. But again, if you if you look at where that game is now, yeah, it's like, well, no, they actually fixed this. It might have taken them a year to go back mm-hmm. through and try and update this and fix it, but now the game's really good. And I'm going to expect you'll have similar things coming out about Cyberpunk within the next nine months about, hey, Cyberpunk's now been through 20 updates, and this is the game as it should have been. And sure, you'll lose some customers on first chance forever, but gamers aren't that fickle. Like, if you tell them a game is better, people will come back to your game. Because it's not like it's not like a movie where it's like, well, if you don't watch it, right, then you kind of feel left out that you didn't watch it in the movie theater experience where with a game... You can not play a game for a year, pick it up, and still have a great experience. That experience is still, it's the interactive experience that you have with that game. Like, you can play a game from 20 years ago and still have a great experience, and that's what makes games different. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think the fact that that's where the industry seems to be going is actually, it's pretty good. And I don't know whether or not it's just being able to tell, like, hey, you know, we don't really make that much money off of consoles, so we sell them. And being in demand, like Nintendo was always in demand for Wii's. Um, that thing was always in demand except for maybe toward the end when you can actually find one. But I remember multiple Christmases, eh, the, the Wii is the hot thing that nobody can find. And Nintendo's yep. actually been able to do a pretty good job of making money off of, hey, we've got this this unobtainable system that you can't really buy. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, how like that's like it's a big topic about like, you know, you probably won't be able to buy a PS5 unless you if, unless you really, really want one. Right. But for me to be able to walk into a store and buy a PS5. That probably it'll won't a, happen until while. next year. It'd probably be next year. It'd probably be early yep. 2022. Yeah. Now, the the um, the ability to get one now is easier than it ever was. but And the difference being you can now buy one within – if you get an alert that it's available, you could probably buy one within the span of 10 minutes versus before where you needed to get on within 10 seconds. And that's the difference, yeah. um, which doesn't sound like a big window, but it's the point where if you want to get one, you could probably get one within a week. Yeah. 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 Like if you uh, actually actively uh, yeah. tried to get one, you could. But for people like me, who I would consider myself at this point a casual gamer, even though when I dive into a game, I'll put 70 hours into it. But I'm, I'm a casual gamer in that respect. I'm not going to buy one until I basically walk into a store and go. Yeah, there's a PS5. Maybe I should finally buy this thing. I'm not know, man. I think I, 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 I think once you see Ratchet and Clank, you might be like, okay, this is this is I the might. one. I think that's that's to, to me that's that's going to be another game that's exclusive to PS5. Why is it exclusive? Because they're doing things that they can only do on that hardware, specifically with the um, with the SSD, the NVMe drive, and the PS5. That's something that actually takes advantage of it. That's what the medium did as well. Allegedly, there's probably ways they could have done it without it, but running two versions of the same world simultaneously, Ratchet and Clank is doing some crazy shit with the way they're jumping between all these different biomes as dimensions. It's it's really cool stuff that they're doing. I'm blackout on previews. I've seen, I saw the first one. That's it. That's all I needed to see. I love the series. I played every entry. I'm a big fan. So I know I'm going to buy it. Um, but that's that's that to me is going to be a system seller because when people see it, it's like even the ones before looked like Pixar movies. This is like a great Pixar movie looking game. Like that's how good this thing looks. Watch some videos if you haven't seen it yet. I am. I'm watching some videos. Incredible. I won't spoil it for you. But um, am I wrong? When I see it, it looks very cool. It's a very cool looking game. Ray tracing. You called it. I told you. I told you that how many years ago? 
You told me, yeah, it was like it was a while ago. It was at least three, four years ago when I said, I like, oh, yeah, I was gonna say five at least. Yeah, it might have been, but I said, call me when when we do ray tracing live in a video game because that's when I know, okay, that's the next big advancement. And looking at this game, looks like we're here, (laughs) looks like we did it. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But and I also, I look at this from a from a visual effects standpoint of knowing how many people that I talk to who are asking about, hey, are we starting to use Unreal? Are we starting to use Unity? Because that is going to also change filmmaking. The way that you're able to develop a game is very appealing to how we should be able to develop films, right? So this this is why I'm interested in this stuff is because it's going to change the film industry as well. Yeah. Which is cool because the film industry needs changing because that's an industry that is a little hard to change, right? We've we've changed the music industry, right? You're I hey, we're I'm able to buy a, a microphone and a preamp and if I was a good singer, I could probably produce an album out of my office, right? Plenty of people have ha- have and then, you know, you can blow up and make whatever. Um radio, right? Podcast has killed radio. No longer do you need to get into your car or get on the subway and try to find a radio frequency which you can never find anyways. Um, you can listen to a podcast, and, and most radio shows are now in podcast format. And you can listen on demand, right? Mm-hmm. Internet has basically killed newspapers, right? Like no one's throwing no one's throwing yesterday's news on your news on your doorstep today, <laughs> right? <laughs> if there's something that happens now, I can go right now and find out what's happening in Israel and 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 Palestine right now. I can find it immediately, a minute to minute updates of what's happening right now. And the film, and I would say the game industry, given the fact that what Epic has done and what Unity has done, has made the barrier of entry of creating your own game content obviously a thousand times easier than it's ever been. Doesn't mean your game's going to be good, just like every, you know, whatever, every album that gets created in someone's basement isn't good. But the simple fact that you can means that the barrier of entry is a a lot lower. For films, I would say for television, YouTube has probably killed that a bit for TV, right? You can produce a TV show through YouTube. I mean, Cobra Kai, even though that had a bit of a budget and YouTube gave them money, me and you could start a TV show, a, a weekly episodic TV show with just a camera on YouTube and actually get a giant following and make millions of dollars. It happens Dude, with people they, vlogging their lives, did right? You, did you see what they did with um, Army of the Dead? With Tig Notaro? No. Okay, so Tig Notaro, the comedian. So in that movie, the new uh, Zack Snyder movie, that zombie movie, he um, basically originally Chris Delia was supposed to be the helicopter pilot in this movie. And they already shot it that way. But then after all these accusations, they basically cut him out and put Tig Notaro in. But she never shot any scenes. They put up a green screen in her. Yep. Basically, she shot all the screens. She shot all the scenes from her apartment on a green screen, and they basically and they put her in the movie that way. Yep. So it's incredible. Look, like like the technology is there. The difference with the film industry, though, is that it's still it's harder to make a film without having a very large group of people with you. The camera equipment is expensive. It's cheaper than it's ever been, but to still get a decent quality cinema camera will put you back probably about five, six grand, right? Mm-hmm. And sure, people have tried to film videos with their iPhones and it's sort of, we're, we're getting close, right? But we're still not there. There's still enough that you kind of need to run a film set versus being able to run a game studio. You can do it with two people. It's a little harder to do that with films, right? But 
as we start to get to the as we start to get to using game technology to build films and doing stuff like you said shooting green screens in people's houses light screens to you know fake environments and all of those things you don't have to go fly someone to i mean hell so many movies have been filmed in vancouver to look like la or new york it's not even funny right mighty ducks game changer using yeah. um they're in uh, they're in vancouver one of my coworkers who's who watches it and he lives in minnesota he's like He's like, yeah, it's just, they say it's in Minnesota, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's yeah, clearly it's, not. It's, it's Vancouver. Clearly, it's clearly Vancouver. So we're getting there with game, with with movies. I think that when we start doing real-time movie production in game software, in traditional real-time game software, is when the movie industry completely changes. And I think we're there, and you can see it through these video games. You see what they're using. Yeah, I'm watching these Ratchet and Clank clips, and this game looks great. <laughs> it's a great-looking game. It's nuts. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting discussion because I think that's it's that's the disruptive parts of it. I hate saying that word because it's now used to like sell every <laughs> crappy thing of we're we're a disruptive company. But like it's gonna change the film industry's barrier of entry. You still need a producer, a Harvey Weinstein, in some way, shape, or fashion to get your movie made if you want to get it to a larger degree. Documentaries and TV shows, not as much, but for feature films, you still do. We'll see if game engines and, you know, technology getting cheaper changes that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Uh, I worry that the only thing that's going to step back from a visual perspective as far as gaming goes, I agree as far as the film side, you'll probably leverage more. I could see the that visual technology being leveraged more in the film side before it's truly leveraged the maximum capabilities of the gaming side. Main reason is because... I think what people are learning a lot this generation is that is the value of a high frame rate and yes. yeah. 60 and running ray trace graphics on it's expensive at 60 frames per second is a lot, which and is why now film, people are pushing yeah. 60 and 120. F- we got 120 FPS games now. Yeah, which is why, which is why in movies, this technology is great, but I can also save its state and bake it out for a single image. I don't have to replay this over and over again, right? And it doesn't have to be live. I can set up my lights and you can tell me, hey, yes, this is going to take you, this is going to take you two hours to render, right? And if you're playing a game, you go, well, no way can I step through each individual frame at that speed. But having something that's interactive to that level for someone working on a film is night and day from how we've been doing things, <laughs> which yeah, is crazy, sure. right? It's just it, the I gap is it. closer where you're like, hey, this isn't real time. I can't necessarily, you know, I can't hit play and everything pops up. But if you hit yeah, play the and everything is that you, pops up, you're, yeah. you're, you're exporting that as a, as a video. You're not, you're not exporting that to play on lesser hardware. You can, exactly. you can maximize the hardware that you're rendering on versus Versus having to scale down because even for, for at the, the user, best, right? Whatever the users is, right? Their TV, their whatever, you know, everyone's system, especially as you said, as we're starting to democratize consoles. where games are, consoles, consoles versus yeah. PCs versus phones, mm-hmm. right? The fact that Fortnite, you can basically play Fortnite on your microwave at this point. Yeah, um, if it, or, or on your refrigerator would be more apt because if it's got an Android. The Switch, the right? Switch is yeah. less powerful than most phones at this yeah. point. Yeah, then most crazy. I should say most uh, most flagship phones. But that but that's, that's the thing, that. right? But the switch again, it's about the interactivity. It's about the games. It's a little absolutely different. the controls, the experience. Yeah. It's night and day. I'd rather play a game on my switch than my phone. Just 
Of course. By the nature of how I play. But, the but simple I still fact play games on my can, phone. They're yeah, just different. Yeah, the fact that you can play games on your phone is kind of where gaming all of a sudden became way more accessible for creators, where I don't think we're quite there yet for films. You can watch films in all these different ways, but can you create films in different ways? The core of filmmaking is still kind of the same, and we'll change that when you can actually make a film using real-time graphics and ve- and not needing an actor to sit next to you on set for 14 hours a day for two weeks, right? You can, like you said, you can be in your house. You can, I'll send you a green screen and I'll send you a light and set this up and I'll see the performance over the Zoom. You can hit record yourself. Send me all of your takes. It's crazy. So it's wild. We're in the future. Yeah. Watch this Ratchet and Clank game. Makes me want to own a PS5. <laughs> Telling you, I, dude, that thing is no joke. It's cool. No it's joke. Very cool. Yeah. I'm watching this and I was like, I, I saw some clips, but I'm watching this, this girl fox, whatever this thing is. Yeah, that's a new character. Yeah, but it's cool. Rivet. Yeah, that's the name of the character. It's a good name. If you for have it, if, if you haven't played uh, Ratchet and Clank, just they basically. I have. Remade I played Ratchet one. and Clank on PSP or Vita. Play, one of those well, uh, play the one on PS4, and I highly recommend it. They released it side by side with the movie. The movie was not great, although it did have Paul Giamatti voicing the villain. Yeah. Um, it, the but Ratchet and Clank was free. I guess it's not free anymore, but it's uh, it's twenty bucks, and the game is incredible. It looks awesome on PS4 as well. The game's really, really great. So yeah, I recommend cool. it if you're if you need a primer on what the series is about. It's just one of the most pure fun gaming experiences, and I'm looking forward to playing my PS5 more because I've planned. I mean, I love them both. I think the the beauty of the of gaming now, you know, despite all the all the limitations of who can get what, is that every console is awesome in different ways and there's no real wrong answer to what to get and even getting legacy stuff at this point like if you were to get a ps4 pro or an xbox one x or s like you wouldn't necessarily be in bad shape for the next couple of years at least but the switch is awesome because it's got the portability factor it's it's the cheapest and it's got all the nintendo games it's amazing then you got the ps5 which has all the sony exclusives and it's got really cool controller features, even if the controller is not the most comfortable to me. It's still it's still great. Um, and then you have the Series X and S, which is for me, if I was to recommend anything to somebody who wanted to just get into gaming, it was a bit more, you know, get their toes wet or something. You got a console that starts 300 bucks at the Series S. They got Game Pass, which is $15 a month. And there's so many games you will never have a shortage of things to play. And the backwards compatibility is unrivaled. It is, it's awesome. And they, and it's the lowest barrier of entry now for any game. Cause they even do like a monthly cost for the console for, for 25 bucks a month. You could have a, an Xbox series X or maybe it's, or maybe it's even, or maybe that's for the series S regardless. They do some really cool stuff to get the console in more, in more hands. But Microsoft's real game is their subscription service, hmm. which is incredible. It's incredible because the only game I paid full price for this year, I mean, I bought near auto, I bought near um, replicant and I bought returnal. Otherwise what's the other game I played the most on Xbox. It was outriders. That was on, uh, that was on game pass. I played prey game pass donut County game pass, like so many games on game pass. It's unreal. So 
but it's just a, it, it, there's, you can't go wrong with either way. And it's just cool to see everybody kind of winning without, without doing so at the expense of the other. It's, it's really cool the way, uh, the way gaming is evolving now. Yeah, and I'm watching this Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. I keep watching this, and some of the <laughs> stuff that's real time is is extremely impressive. Like just the amount yeah. and the lighting of it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm very I'm just excited to see this because it's kind of what I said would like like I'm seeing real time ray tracing. Um, it's it's super cool. It makes me want to open up Unreal once we log off this podcast and start playing around. <laughs> One month, one month yeah. until uh, Ratchet and Clank. I'm I'm hyped. It's my most anticipated game right now. Cool. All righty. Excited. Well, that's it. We'll wrap it up. I just checked. There's no new reviews. Get out there. Review the podcast, please. Be cool. Be nice. And uh, that's it. Why not? We'll just end up with that. With until next time, this podcast is over. <laughs>